Ladies and gentlemen, fold all your worldly possessions into a matchbox, wrap yourself in the warm, soft blanket of solitude, and hope that you never tire of your own company. Because it's time to talk tall to me. You know, the, the blanket of solitude is what Superman called his his bed in the in his space, the fortress. That's of right. Solitude. Yeah. I, yeah. He also had his his wubby of solitude. <laughs> Every night he would drink his warm milk of solitude. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I am Omen Sade. And I am Nick McGill. Together, we are feckless moans. And this is Talk Tall to Me. A solitudinous meditation on the dark void that is prog rock. Every breath an album Every heartbeat a song, until we eventually achieve enlightenment and realize that we are all Ian Anderson. Our mantra is Om, Om, Oh my God, did you hear those strings? (laughs) (laughs) So Nick, what (laughs) do we have the pleasure of meditating about today? We are going to meditate on the the idea of skating away on the thin ice of the new day. Goodness However, me. nope. We have an email. <gasps> <clears throat> Your emails, sir. This is from Jeff B, a new writer, a new writer inner. Jeff B. Welcome Welcome, Jeff. Welcome to the fold of people who are bold or bored enough to write to the feckless momes. Jeffy Bubs. Jeffy Bubs. The subject is more exposure. I've been I've been asked to uh, to stop that by various authorities. Actually, less less exposure when it comes yeah. to Omen, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Jeff writes, "Hey guys, love the show." I just stumbled on it from a reference in a comment on a Tull YouTube video. Oh. I wish I had known about your podcast earlier. There are a bunch of us Tall fans throughout the world. Somehow you need to get the word out on this great podcast. Oh. What a delightful compliment slash reprimand. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would love to. I would yeah. love to. It would be great. I, I asked him and I actually responded to him. I said, hey, like, what? what's the video? Let us know. I'll put in the link and we'll, yeah, we'll spread sure. that, the love that way. And he, he couldn't find it, he said. He said, I can't find the comment <laughs> with the reference to your podcast. I guess I have watched a bunch of tall videos in the last few weeks. Oh <laughs> I think it may have been a Helene video where she reacts to tall footage and Ian's flute playing. She gets a ton of comments. It may wow. be good for someone to reference your podcast in those comments. And clearly it is because we got you, Jeff. That's right. The bee has come back to the hive to drink the sweet honey of feckless moans. So a couple of things. I, I, I looked on a variety of the Helene videos where she listens to Tull, and there are literally thousands of comments, and I mm. could not. I, I went until my heart broke. I tried looking, but just mm. the the fee- the comment fields on YouTube are is oh yes yes it's woof. So I beseech 
the writer of said comment to write into us. Momes at fecklessmomes.com or head on over to fecklessmomes.com and there's a contact us right on that front page. Yeah, there is. Let us know who you are and what the video was and what the comment was. And thank you. Thank you for, for talking about us on on a place where a lot more eyes, especially from tall fans, yes. will will be seeing our, our podcast. We appreciate that. And additionally, to all of the the knights of tall out there, if you are voyaging into the dark, godless lands that are the YouTube comment sections on tall videos, please feel free to drop our name that like a holy relic will guide others toward the truth of our podcast. <laughs> the, the the truth of Jethro Tull. The truth that is we are indeed a podcast that talks about Jethro Tull. <laughs> Business card worthy, definitely, for sure. <laughs> so, and, oh, wonderful, and, and, yes. And lastly, thank you so much, Jeff, for writing in. We we super appreciate it. We love to hear from our fans. Indeed. We love to hear how you you how you heard of us too. So that's yes, primo, awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the, the the to the fold of tull skulls. Yes, that's all I have right there. Wow, it's been a while. It has been a little while. So Nick, yeah, Omen, shall we or shall we not? Nick, shall we take a deep breath and listen to the song that is on the docket for this week? What if I just said no and we just ended the, the episode right here? Well, I would get to my evening activities a lot sooner. Wow. Okay. He- he- heavy-handed. <laughs> yes, let us listen to Skating Away on the Thin Ice of the New Day. And as you said, Nick, before, this is the first track off of the B side of the War Child album, is that correct? Correct, absolutely correct. Okay, yep. just wanted to get my orientation correct. Yep, just th- think about it in in the in the timeline of of this album. I've just flipped over the record. The needle is down. I'm sinking into an armchair, and let's have a listen. I've just flipped over the lime green cassette, and I'm listening. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belong to no. You didn't stand a chance, son If your pants were undone Wow, Nick McGill. Oh, goodness, someone said. That was truly the first song on the B-side of the <laughs> War Child album. That was, that is, that is one of the most factual things you've said in a while. It's probably the only factual thing that I will mm. say for the rest of the day. I I'm yep I'm I'm honored to hear it. Uh, it's it seems a little odd to say this, but I forgot how darn good this song is. You know, this is one of the songs that growing up I I think this was probably one of the songs on the compilation album that I that mm. I first had off of Tall. Mm-hmm. And this was always one of the songs that I would listen to whenever I needed kind of a mood boost because it just the sound of it just always brought me such delight and and hopefulness and um, yeah and good feelings. Yeah, it's light, it's airy, it's got a it's everything's kind of at a higher note, a higher pitch. It's nice. It it, it just despite the 
the lyrical content being a bit depressing it musically it's it's very nice and it's not it's kind of an easy a, a gentle uplift because it it's not crazy fast paced it's just a nice little almost an, just a purely acoustic number it's also in 4/4 uh which is kind of a relief after all this all these bizarre time <laughs> signatures and it's got a little little bit of a swing to it it's a little bit of a swung 4/4 four, four, four. so it's 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 straightforward and it's relaxing and it's it's just so delightful that i i i love it that 4/4 four, four probably probably lends to its being so relaxing because traditionally we're we're accustomed to a lot of tall us being on the edge of our ear seats mm. you know with 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 drastic changes here and there but this one's kind of a nice yeah. it's a nice nice mellow mellow note in terms of okay i don't need to think too hard about listening to this song bit of a palate cleanser after side a with all the with all the extremely robust rhythmic changes yeah i was i was going to go for the the palate cleanser anal- analogy but we'd use that one a lot well i like a clean palate nick but it it works it works yeah. i mean that that's why you you gargle bleach the <laughs> cleanest of palates so clean so so, so, so clean burned clean you know the other thing that's delightful about this track is there's such a there's such a wonderful what's the word I'm looking for not bi- not biome what do you call a collection ecology there's a lovely ecology mm. uh, no that's not quite the word what do you call like <laughs> like a collection like a network of animals I would a climate a food chain. There's a wonderful food chain of instruments on this. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. <laughs> but it's, you know, it starts off with, with something that, of course, our listeners will know that both of us are fans of, which is Ian's fine, fine-ass guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the track starts with another one of our oh, our little right. kind of sound snippets. That's right. That's right. Let's, let's actually talk about that for a second. So what, what yeah. do we hear, Nick? It's it's Ian. Picture picture this, if you will. Yes, I'm ready. Ian Anderson okay. at the stove yes. and the the kitchen, the the kitchen sink. Yes. making tea for himself. Yes, we we hear the clinking of of teaspoons and teacups on saucers. He's a man who takes sugar. He clearly takes sugar. There's a little a little tinkle tinkle of of the the spoon hitting the cup. Yeah. And he's humming to himself the whole time. Right. I believe it's skating away, isn't it? I, it is. Now, I think that he opens a packet of biscuits. Mmm, okay. Because I heard some crinkling, and I attributed that to biscuits. <laughs> Whenever I hear a crinkle, I expect there to be a yes, biscuit. Yes, exactly. Like a, <laughs> like a rescue dog. Yeah, it's your your Pavlovian response to crinkles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's making the tea and he's humming along and it's it's nice because it's it's like a little snapshot. He's humming and then he takes a sip in between mm. and and it breaks up the hum, but he picks right back up. It's really it's fun, it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. 
And it sounds very satisfied. I mean, it's clear that he's by himself, which is a contrast to the top of side A, in which you know there's the the woman making tea for her partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that audioscape bookends the first side of the album, and this is is tea as again, but it's it's a, a solo tea. Right, right. It is it is our our character from from previous snippets making his own tea. That's all. And he just seems so happy about it. He's not telling himself that actually, yeah. no, he has to rush off to work. Yes, he he is having this cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this this song is the the sweet calm cup of tea. Yes. In the afternoon. I wonder if he's a a Twinings man or a Yorkshire Gold gentleman or maybe maybe it's a cup of Darjeeling, Nick. Well. If we had the opportunity to speak to Ian Anderson, that would certainly be the first if question we had that we one asked him. question to ask him. One that's question. what it would be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Welcome. <laughs> Come back next week, and we'll listen to the next song next week to talk tea to me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick, so after that, then of course we have the acoustic guitar, which is delightful. We mm-hmm. have some yeah, really very nice. some really peak voice singing from Ian Anderson. And mm-hmm. and then we have like this lovely menagerie, this this ecosystem, that's the word I was looking for, of instruments oh, that's good. that join in. First we have the xylophone. Mm-hmm. So as you push out from the show, once you turn your head once more. And make it peace with it. Then we have the yep. bongo or some other kind of a hand drum. Yeah. Yep. Skating away. Skating away. Skating away. On the thin ice of a new day. The squeeze box comes in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. John Evan squeezing it out. And make it peace with everyone. But those who choose to stay will live just one more day to do the things they should have done. And then Martin's like really twangy guitar. Yeah, really overdrive. In that second chorus. But very, very sparingly used. He just goes, he, it's just that little yeah. like, skrr, in a couple of places. Oh no. Yeah, that's later on. But when he comes in in the second chorus, it's that, pew, 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 pew. Oh, it's almost it almost sounds like a steel guitar. Oh, I, I know that. It's, it's just got to be like a pedal or a filter or something. But it's it's really cool. It's really cool. It's a really unique sound that we've heard from from Martin. Skating away, skating away, skating away on the thin ice of a new day. Across the wilderness, spending in your emptiness, you really have to pray. And then, what I love, my favorite part of this song musically, is not until a bit later when Ian sings the verse. It's in the last stanza. You're a rabbit on the run. Then the bass and drums mm. drop in, mm-hmm. and the yeah. bass is really pumped up. I mean, it's really like... Yeah, it's great, and it totally changes the yeah. feeling of the song. 
The drums are back there. You're a rabbit on the run. And the silver splendors fly in the corner of your eye. Shining in the setting sun. And and then it kind of like, that's sort of the, that's the collection that we have until the very end. And then at the very end, we have something very strange. What's that? Well, the song ends. But. Oh, how bizarre. No, Never expected no, that. But before the song, but after the song ends, but before the track ends, we have that very disquieting, unidentifiable oh, yeah. kind of science fiction-y theremin or backwards strings that sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like it's fading away almost. Yeah. And it's really it's so interesting that they he just puts that at the very end of the song. It's almost like that one shot in a film that makes you reevaluate everything that you've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to take away from this? Right. And how does it change the lens that I'm looking at this movie? Yeah. It's like one of those it's like one of those 1950s, you know, high school movies and everyone is just like, oh, the sports team has done it, even though they were expected not to. And then it zooms out. And <laughs> and the last shot you see is the, you know, the 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 horrific looking aliens who've been monitoring the whole thing. And it's just like two seconds and the movie's done. You're like, what? What? <laughs> what? Why? Why? What? Why? What? Why show me this? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with that, that analogy, that assessment. I think that works. I'm glad because I haven't got another one. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the I'm, one. I'm, I'm that's, all, that's all you I'm get. Up. So there are two moments in this. This is a song that I've heard in concert several times. And I've heard on a lot of the, the live albums and the live bootlegs that, that they play fairly regularly. Yeah. There are two points in this song where they they don't quite do the reverb and the echo like they do on the song. Okay. So there's a point. Oh, let's see. Oh, meanwhile, back in the year one, and then... And then, like, oh, Ian hits a pedal, and it's just this weird, like, filter on his voice. And he says, year one, when you belong to no one. And he says, no one. And I can't... I'll try and find it on all of the live live bootlegs that I have. But it's... And it's and I've I've heard it consistently, and it seems peculiar because I don't think it really adds to the song. Mm. I think just a little reverb would be really nice. You belong to no one. When you belong to no one. No one. When you belong to no one. And the same thing with the very last. Skating away, the last the last line or two. Yes. Skating away, skating away, skating away, yay, yay, yay. The way the way that the reverb is done, the way that the echo is done on his voice in the concerts, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so I'm so partial to the song the way it is, but I don't know. It's it there there's some interesting choices to make that they, they make consistently for their, their live performances. Skating away. 
I wonder where that came from. Deciding to to reverb those parts in a certain way. I mean, I wonder if it's one of those things that they did at one point in 1977 and they were like, well, that sounds great. Let's keep that for the next 40 years. Yeah, because they they did what they could with the technology that they had Hmm. kind of thing and it just stuck maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's interesting. Or, you know, maybe there was formerly some kind of a visual or performance element that went with that, that was hmm. clarified that, or, you know, that that was sure. in reference to that, that by the time you saw it, that, that they didn't do. Okay. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the pageantry changed much more regularly and frequently than the actual performance of the songs. Well, you know, Nick... So it it could be like a, a bygone artifact. No one likes stale pageantry. That That's... Yep, that was Mark Twain, I think. Yeah, that's right, that's yep. right. He said that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the vestigial... The vestigial tale of, of this song. Uh, of pageantry's past. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, just to know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if anyone, any of the listeners knows what I'm talking about if if they've seen their shows and I'm sure plenty of our our listeners have have seen and heard their live shows. Right, probably just, it's just before we did. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. I just it's just something that always sticks out to me when I when I listen to this song off the album. So Nick, let's jump into the meaning of this song. And now that we've covered the kind of the sonic qualities. Yeah. Let's let's start out by by reminding the the sweet sweet juicy listeners that this this is one of one of only two survivors from the chateau the chateau disaster yeah that chateau de reville, de reville. Ooh, that was pretty good that, that was time. not bad yeah <laughs> yeah this is one of one of two that actually got recorded and came away as as usable content yeah. you know nick when pronouncing french you, you want to know a trick as to how to do it Think about having, like, phlegm in your mouth. That's step one, yes. Step two is take a look at all the letters that compose a word and then Mm -hmm. choose half of them and say, "Mm, I will not. (laughs) Is it it consistent which words, which letters don't get get chosen? Or is your interpretation of Duraville is different than mine? No, no, it has to be the same letters. The same letters get, get, get ignored. But but that's like a cultural memory that comes down from from people far in the past who who hated some letters in some words. <laughs> the the letter hatred has gone on too long. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Content wise. Right. So with the we so we know that this predates a lot of the material that what that is on this album. Yep. Recorded in Switzerland for tax purposes, and here we are. Now we don't know if bits were added or it was souped up or if it was, you know, really in its original condition. Unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. But let me ask you this this little detail-oriented question, Nick. 
Mm-hmm. What the heck is this song about? <laughs> just, just a minor, just, just a minor question. Let's just get that out of the way. So, from everything that I've read about this song, is this is one of one of the first songs that we see that is is really kind of blatant commentary about climate change. Now, you say blatant, but if you were if you had not told me that, I don't think that I would ever ever pull that out of the, of these lyrics. Okay. Maybe I don't I don't know, maybe because I know about it it right. seems evident to me. Yeah. That's possible. But he's he, I mean it's Ian is is very vocally and clear on record that like I I was talking about climate change before climate change was a thing. Like we and it's it's the it's that Venn diagram of climate change and overpopulation. Right, 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 right. As as one one leading to to the other. Yes. I I mean of course there's an argument to be made that you know it's less population which is the problem and more distribution of resources and the way that sure. the way that uh, commerce is conducted which is really the problem rather than population but that's a that's on our podcast oh, what's a word for what's a posit population with ah oh, yes i was <laughs> yep that's it but but i think i think in in some sense Let's let's remember this was in '74. Things were things were a lot. I, I this sounds so trite, but th- things were looked at a lot more simply. You know, like oh, climate change because too many people. You know, we didn't have the science to back everything. That was the beginning of a real explosion in population that that I'm sure was ex- That's extremely true. concerning for people at the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas That's... whereas for us, it's like oh yeah, there's seven billion people. So yeah, yeah. When we're we're slowly ticking up on that, and and we've had the the hottest year rec- recorded every single year for the last I don't know four or five years of my life. Yeah. So yeah, you so, know it happens. So that's right. So that's obviously much more front and center for us. But at the end, at the time, it was more focused on population, like you're saying. Sure. Yeah. But now, what in the lyrics? Where or you know, do you have any quotes from Mr. Anderson uh, about this? You're saying like an actual like him talking about it or from the from the song? Either. I don't have any direct quotes. I have the ballad of Jethro Tull is out sitting on a shelf over there and honestly, Omen, I'm not gonna go get it. I, I, re- <laughs> I respect your dedication to your sedentary lifestyle, Nick. I that's the, And because I, I, I don't know where, where it is in, in the in the actual reference, but I, I'm sure I could find it. And and honestly I'll probably look it up after this. Great, I love that. I love that. To confirm. <laughs> So, so then let's talk about the lyrics. What what do we have there? Sure. What can we pull out from that? Well, the the because you were bred for the second, the 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 first portion, the first two two verses, to me are about the the overpopulation aspect. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belonged to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son, if your pants were undone, because you were bred for humanity and sold to society. One day you'll wake up in the present day, a million generations removed from expectations of being who you really want to be. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belong to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son, if your pants were undone, because you were brave. For humanity 
insults to society One day you'll wake up in the present day A million generations removed from expectations of being who you really want to be the, the and the the key there is a million generations removed from expectations of being who you really want to be. Okay. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. The the million generations basically is is there we're getting more and more people on the planet. We are we are x number of generations back from when when mankind started. Mm-hmm. And remove from expectations of being who you really want to be. To me, that 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 strikes a note of we no longer have the luxury of being drama majors or 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 podcasters because everybody needs to be dedicated to the cause of figuring out what's going on with the climate, hmm. with our world. So on the I mean, I think that that's a very I, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. For me, just on the face value of it, it mm-hmm. it read to me a little bit differently, you know, more that the way that mankind or humanity was was meant to exist or what we're sort of made for is really, really different from what society imposes upon us. Oh, okay. Sure. You know, we were meant to – I think we've talked before, Nick, about the – the notion of the the original affluent society mm-hmm. that that hunter gatherer societies like each individual works like maybe twenty five hours a week and yeah. has the rest of the time to you know do whatever they want make some carvings yeah. look at some animals tell stories whatever you know and then they do some mm-hmm. work and then they uh, maybe take a nap so it's like it's like the most it's like the highest quality of living to work ratio that has ever existed. Okay. And and now we grind it out for 40 to yeah. 70 hours a week so that we can afford a place that we're really not that happy with. Yeah. And and then our lawnmower just broke. And it's like, "Well, why are we even mowing our lawns? What is all this? What's the what what is all the nonsense?" Yeah. That is that is roughly the theory behind universal basic income right is is giving people the the money to 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 do what they want to do and some people will want to work in factories and some people will want to to be an artist and honestly robots could replace a lot of the stuff that we do yeah and we have the technology to do that right so yeah. let's make it happen yeah, we could play a lot more games of cards that way Yang twenty twenty. That's all I'm saying. I what? Who's Yang? Is he a robot? Andrew 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 Yang. Oh. He was the one pushing oh, yes. for He's universal basic definitely income. Definitely still in the race, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, I dropped that a while. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. So let's get back to the um. Oh, let, now Nick, let's look at the the central image, the image which is contained in not only the title but the chorus of the song, mm. skating mm-hmm. away on the thin ice of the new day. Skating away, skating away, skating away on the thin ice of the new day. Have you ever ice skated, or as they say now, 
Ice Scott. <laughs> Is that that's the past tense? That's the new past tense. Is it? Oh yeah. No. You're not serious, are you? Yeah, when have I ever Don't 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 do don't do this to me. <laughs> when, when have I ever been serious? No, but but have you ever been ice skating? I've not, no. I'm not coordinated enough <laughs> to do that. Have you ever I'll be blatantly honest. as a child skated without skates, slid, I guess you could say, over frozen bodies of water? Slod. I slod. Oh yes, thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean a little bit. We had a pond when I was growing up that right. would freeze over. Right. Yeah, I, I I'm asking because I I did a lot of I I muchly slod as a as a as a youth. <laughs> I just feel so. Did you? I didn't know that. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of. You know, when I was really little, I actually did figure skating. Explains a lot, oh, doesn't it? Me- did I? I did my, that sounds vaguely familiar. Maybe I just dreamt you figure skating. I, you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> but it was... Your, your mom never stopped dreaming you as being a figure skater. <laughs> it was, that was when I was really small. But then when once we moved from Evanston to upstate New York, mm, I was sur- okay. surrounded by natural landscapes. And in the winters, it got, of course, as you know, very, very cold. And one yeah. of my favorite things to do was to try to run across sheets of ice before they broke under me and dragged me down to an icy death. And that's how Omen died when he was five. And that's why I am Omen three. <laughs> but the ex- your parents are scientists; that's, they have the cloning technology. Like, oh, okay, yep. get another one out of make the a new one. Yep. But I, there's a feeling when you're like going across the ice and you know that it's breaking under you but you think you can still kind of manage it it's really exhilarating and part of you is like why am i doing this i don't have to be yep yep (laughs) i don't have to be that's yeah that can be tied to a lot of things in life but yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean for me that's the feeling of this image you know skating away on the thin ice because the future is (sighs) maybe you'll get across it Maybe it'll splinter yeah. and you'll die. Yeah, the, uh, on th- on thin ice is is a, a term for that reason. You know, That's right. it's, it's you are you're in in a very dangerous position, you go a very at any dangerous moment. situation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You could. You may not. You may not. If if you if you choose your steps wisely or your trajectory wisely, you you could avoid it. But one time I was crossing a frozen creek near my middle school, and the ice gave out underneath me. And I would have probably been in serious trouble, but I was rescued by the older sister of a girl I had a crush on. And I remember somehow chalking that up to a win, but I don't remember exactly. (laughs) Don't remember the logic specifically. Wouldn't it be a loss? Wouldn't it be embarrassing that her sister had to save you? I No, part of me was like, this is it. This is my in. Oh, so hey, your sister saved my life. Yeah, what are you, what's up? Yeah, okay. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> your, your sister. <laughs> so, and that fits in perfectly. Not my anecdote, but the 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 our analysis of of that lyric fits in perfectly with your mm. environmental theme yeah. to this song. Right? Yeah. We 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 see the thin ice ahead. We have to make the right decisions. Going forward, or we could be plunged into the icy depths. Right, and there's no other choice but to go forward. Right, yeah, yeah. Even even scarier, even worse is like 
like it is it what is it sophie's choice where you have to we have two bad decisions and you have to to make you have to make one regardless yeah yeah and you know scientists have been saying for decades like okay it's probably 50 50 <laughs> like yeah. either we're gonna all be just fine or it's gonna be a complete disaster and in more recent years they've been a lot less positive yeah, about 45, it 45 45 yeah <laughs> And and the last ten is oh they they they've just a- a- aliens yeah zoom out aliens right. boom end of movie so what about the the next couple of of verses there Nick is there anything anything in there because for me there's there's a there's a huge change okay verse let's talk about verse two sure if verse one is about you know humanity having drifted away from its original purpose or its or its you know most authentic lifestyle mm-hmm. i feel like verse two goes back to one of ian's favorite themes which is religion or more recently faith oh interesting okay and as you cross the wilderness spinning in your emptiness if you have to pray looking for a sign that the universal minds that the universal mind has written you into the passion play and as you cross the wilderness, a spending in your emptiness, you feel you have to pray. Looking for a sign that the universal minds has written you into the passion play. Like, you know, if you must, because this is so horrifically impersonal, this life in the void then mm-hmm. invent for yourself a reason that, you know, why you have some sort of divine purpose. But that's only if you need to. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think the whole the whole stanza is devoted to that idea, but that that last couple lines. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So the the way I see the way I see the song broken up is is kind of the kind of the 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 introduction that f- that first verse is the introduction it's the the epilogue it's kind of telling us how we got here yeah prologue second verse yeah prologue it's exposition that's the word i was looking mm. for the the second verse is you have two options one is scary and unknown the other is do stay here and do what you're doing but you've only got another day to live tops hmm because because the world is ending. And if that scares you, go ahead and pray. If that makes you feel better, sure, why not? So you're you're getting that from and make your peace with everyone for those who choose to say we'll live just one more day to do the things they yeah. should have done. Yeah, interesting. So as you push off from the shore, won't you turn your head once more and make your peace with everyone? For those who choose to stay, who will live just one more day to do the things they should have done. Yeah, because because it's he, the the narrator saying as you push off from the shore, as you are choosing to go skating, you're skating right, away right, right. into this unknown. Turn your head once more and make your peace with everyone. Say, "Hey, it was a good time. Good luck, you guys. I'm I'm off. I got to do something else." Yeah, it's a bit evolve or die. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. You can't you cannot be set in your ways. Right. Or or 
or, or look at what happens. I mean, look at the United States right now. You can't be sad in your ways. You just can't. Right. Or history will, because, will leave you behind. Yeah. Yeah. You will inevitably something will go wrong and more likely than not, it will be catastrophic. Right. So then yeah. what about the third verse? So the third is our is is our our character, the narrator who is talking to the character. The character is is now on his own. They they have skated away. So as you cross the circle Scott, line, Scott away, Scott away. Sorry, they 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 scoat. Yes. As you cross the circle line, will the ice wall creaks behind? And as you cross the circle line, will the ice wall creaks behind? You're a rabbit on the run. And the silver splendors fly in the corner of your eye, shining in the setting sun. That is that is imagery of I mean, we we've all seen video of, of ice shelves cracking Certainly. and falling oh, into yes. the ocean at this point. You're a rabbit on the run, and the silver splinters fly pieces of ice, and in the corner of in the corner of your eyes, shining in the setting sun. So that's just you're going away from this melting ice. You're going to to something that's unknown, but hopefully more stable. Now, just a fun little tidbit of the British nature, a Brit bit, if you will. Tidbit. A tidbit. <laughs> a tidbit. That sounds like a delicious tiny little cracker. <laughs> yes. The circle line is a an underground line in the uh, London tube system. Oh, okay. So yes, Nick, the the circle line is a a tube line in London which shockingly, although you might not get this from its name, it describes a circle around London roughly <laughs> and it it crosses at it has stations at Paddington, Bayswater, Notting Hill, Gate High Street, Kensington, Gloucester Road, Baker Street. Full of meaning is how I say that. Uh, Great Portland <laughs> State. Stay tuned in three months. That's right. King's Cross at uh, St. Pancras, Barbican, Farringdon, Moorgate, Liverpool Street, Aldgate, Monument. These names are less hilarious than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> now, Nick, I made up one of those names. Can you tell me yeah. which one is and, complete and utter? And Poopington Station. <laughs> so so as you cross the circle line, does that mean he's leaving? It's kind of like the Rubicon. Like if you go this far away, it's you kind of can't turn back. Could be. Or it could just mean that he's leaving his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it, it could be less dramatic than I just made it to be. It's a it's a border. It is a real border, yeah. and it could also be sort of a mythical border. Yeah. And then our our final our final couple of lines here. Well, do you ever get the feeling that the story's too damn real and in the present tense? Mm. Well, do you ever get the feeling that the story's too damn real and in the present tense? Implies that that you're you're not. Well, I don't know. Actually, I was going to say it implies that you're not. You're not. You're not watching it. You're experiencing it. Well, have you? However, the next line refutes that. Have you ever been? reading a book or listening to a piece of music 
and and kind of gotten that that blurred sense of reality where you are you know you're experiencing it from the character's point of view and then suddenly you're like wait a minute this this story this narrative this myth really is about my life hmm and then you kind of have that no. sort of like in your vision i mean i i stopped taking lsd 40 years ago so <laughs> i don't need lsd to have a good time nick no, because you still have it in your system. I, it never goes away. Right. I don't need more LSD to have a good time. <laughs> I do wish people would stop licking me, though. You do resemble a toad. I thank you very much. Yeah, so I'm. I, I like this set of lines, but I'm. I'm not. I can't confidently fit them into my my theory here. I think it's. Oh, oh wait! He's having no, I take a moment. It back. Yes. No, yeah, no, I take it back Be- because it's, it's. Well, do you ever get the feeling that the story's too damn real and then the present tense? So you you are not watching; you're experiencing it's it. Happening. It is happening to you. It's being told about you right, right. now. And, and then the next line is like the never-ending story. Yeah, exactly. He's reading. He's reading the the manuscript for the War Child movie. Right. The next line is. Or that everybody's on the stage and it seems like you're the only person person sitting in the audience. Mm. Well, then everybody's on the stage and it seems like you're the only person sitting in the audience. Like the Truman Show. Kind of. So, so it's... It, it kind of ties back to the idea of having two, two less than fantastic options is it's either you, you can be smack dead in the action with no real control of things because it's a story being told about you, or you can just sit by and watch it happen. Well, aren't those sort of the same thing, though? Don't you have no control in either situation? True, but, but hmm, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I think that there's... Damn it. I guess you're right. I, I'm so sorry. But I, I think it sort of is like two... I, I, I think he's sort of saying the same thing twice in two slightly different ways, the way that Shakespeare does. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Another great Scotsman, William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. But, Mick Shakespeare was his, his original. <laughs> William McShake my spear right in your face if you come a step closer. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna pay. I gotta pay you to roll my R on this. Okay. Say Mick Shakespeare and really roll that okay. R at the end. No, you say the rest of it. I'll just roll the R. No, I just want to hear Mick Shakespeare. Oh, Mick Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Is that satisfying Done. for you? Checks in the mail. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend that ten cents all in one place in a gumball machine along with two other ten cent pieces. A, a gumball machine that accepts checks. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think it's that you know there's this theme running through the works of Ian Anderson of the the mythic and the modern. Mm-hmm. We saw it a lot with thick as a brick. With thick as a brick. Thank you. Thick as mm-hmm. a nick. Nick as a brick. Mm-hmm. Nick as a brick. <laughs> and you know we've seen it in a lot of other places as well. But I and that's what I'm getting from this is this this sense of. You know, we as modern people tend to separate the mythological and then the modern. And what I think that one of the things that I love about Ian, and honestly, one of the reasons that Tull had a such 
had such a profound impact on my life is that he writes songs in such a way where you see that, oh, the the only difference between the great heroes of ages past and me is that they had slightly different clothes. And actually, I could wear those clothes <laughs> if I wanted to. As, as we saw Ian do for, for years Ex- and years. Exactly. <laughs> so I almost feel like it's this moment in time, this, this life is an epic. It is a myth. And you are the center of it, so you can do whatever you'd like. Sure. Okay. Okay. And you, you can even sit back and watch it happen, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Either you can sit back and watch it happen, or you can perform your part with a cumin. A plum. A plum flavored with cumin. Cumin is my favorite spice. Plums are truly a fruit. <laughs> not, not my favorite, but not my least favorite. Anything else about Skating Away, Omen, you want to throw in here? I think There's a Passion Play reference, which we, we discussed earlier. I think earlier, pears may be my referenced. least favorite fruit. Really? Yeah. I'm hard-pressed to really enjoy apples, I'm going to be honest. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> My fiancé doesn't like apples either. I'm like, what? Why? Mm, maybe it's you, Omen. Oh, yes, because I'm the only or, person who likes apples. Or am I your fiancé? Is that what you're saying? What's going on here? <laughs> we weren't going to announce it until <laughs> the next album, but... We're, we're going to do a, a, a fiancé photo shoot. That's right. Or an engagement photo shoot, yeah. Yes, where we just recreate tall albums. Oh, every cover? <gasps> every cover. Oh, man, if we had a Patreon... Mm, that would be baby. That'd be hot. That would be a stretch goal. Tell you what, if there is some well-to-do fan out there and you send us each $1,000, we will recreate the album cover from Jethro Tull of your choice in wedding attire. And Jesse Winter will take the photos because he is a banging photographer. That's right. That's right. It's really good. Yeah. Send an extra 500 for him. Yep. Yep. He'll be on retainer. So, so Nick... <laughs> Ska- yeah. Skating Away, this is a song that remained popular, mm-hmm. and I liked listening to it. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm i sorry you all had to sit through 45 minutes just to get to that assessment at the end. <laughs> it's valuable. It's a good song. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. If this song was a cocktail, what kind of a cocktail would it be, Nick? Oh, it'd be something fancy, I think. Okay. I think it'd be some. I don't know cocktails. Okay. So it it'd be like it'd have like champagne or oh. Yeah, it'd be it'd be <laughs> I was gonna say it'd be a gin and tonic with champagne, but <laughs> Oh yes, oh yes, a gin and tonic with champagne. Champagne yes. and tonic. Yes. <laughs> a a regretful, embarrassing night, as I believe what that's called. Uh it's a, called the best man. It's a sh- gin and champagne. She whiz. Actually, that doesn't sound terrible. Yikes. Goo. Maybe you're thinking of a cure royale. I I may have. It's cure with champagne. Oh. Yeah. It's, same. I, yeah, it's I guess. Quite good. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Skating away. Skating away. Skating away. 
Oh, and what are we listening to next week? Nick, we are listening to next week a song which is unique in that it is one of only a handful of songs that I have ever sung in karaoke. Mmm, I forgot about that, yeah. It is Bungle in the Jungle. It's also unique in that it's one of very few songs, tall songs that are played on the radio. That's true. Yeah, so, I hear this one the most frequent. And, and f- by frequent, I mean once a year, because nobody plays tall. Darn I, I, I hear it once every week or so at my, at my job where uh, there's a guy who plays classic rock literally the entire time. They play it once a week? Usually about once a week, yeah. Well, that's not bad. So it's in it's in regular rotation. Yeah, that's not. There are, there are worse. Until the bunglage of the junglage, you can be the hero of your own myth by saving the two fair princesses locked in their podcasting booth by giving us the key of a five star rating and review. <laughs> Skate on over to Apple Podcasts. I don't know what that had to do with skating away, to be honest. Skate away. <laughs> skate. Skate. Sk- make sure you, you are scot away to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and a rating. And hopefully those five stars will reduce the temperature of the climate. The chateau of your podcast reviews does not have to be a disaster. If you review us positively and send us five stars. <laughs> For tax purposes, you may want to send us six because the government always takes one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or unless you're unless you're in Switzerland, you're in then Switzerland, you can send, you can send, us, send us the five. five. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. next week, I am Omen Sade. And I am Nick McGill. Together we are feckless momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me. This is the District and Hammersmith and City line, stopping at Barking, Barking Side, Barons Court, Baywater, the Country, Belsize Park, Blackfriars, Black Horse, Bond, Bounds Green, Bow Road, Brent Cross, Bromley by Bow, Buckhurst Hill, Burnt Oak, Camden Town, Canary Wharf, Parrot Station, Cannon Street, Gunstuck, Cannons Park, Chalk Form, and Talk Tell to Me, which is a proud member of the Fictus Moons Radio Network. Mind the gap. <laughs>